What the heck is signal liquidity? This is a term often referenced by author and NYU professor Scott Galloway. Galloway argues that the more signals a company has about customer activity and preferences, the more powerful and successful that company becomes in the marketplace. He cites consumer examples like Netflix. Quote, if you watch an hour of Netflix, it gets three signals. What did you pick? How long did you watch it? Did you watch the next episode? Slowly but surely, it starts to calibrate what you like via the recommendation engine. The renewal rate of Netflix is 97%. You're more likely to get divorced or contract disease over the age of 40 in a given year than you are to cancel Netflix, end quote. This concept of algorithmic commerce is now highly relevant to technology solution providers. The more signals a provider has on what their customer is actually doing with the technology, the better the provider can serve that customer. This is why subscription revenues from on-premise technology that provides no or low signal liquidity has lower value. Getting customers onto true as-a-service platforms creates thick signal liquidity. I'm Thomas Law, the Executive Director of the Technology and Services Industry Association. Welcome to the fourth episode of our 10-part series titled, The Have and Have-Nots of the Technology Industry. In this episode, we're going to dig into this concept of signal liquidity. For those listeners not familiar with TSIA, uh, we are a for-profit research institute. We track the financial performance of the largest publicly traded technology providers on the planet. But more importantly, we perform deep operational benchmarking with the technology companies that are on the TSIA platform. It is that data that informs the insights you will hear in this series. And when it comes to analyzing all of that data, one of the most important departments at TSIA is called the A-Team our team of data and analytic experts. That team is led by the gentleman that is here with me today. Jeremy, can you introduce yourself? Absolutely. I'm Jeremy Delatezzi, Vice President of Analytics here at TSIA. My team is responsible for data engineering, analytics, and research data analysis. I also work with TSA members to identify and study the emerging trends in consumption analytics. Perfect. So, so Jeremy, I think the, the biggest challenge facing technology providers that do not have strong signal liquidity is straightforward. They want to know where to start. What data should they be trying to capture regarding customer activities and behaviors? So if we're talking software, I mean, the, the basics include number of users, number of logins, time and product, memory used, data process. If you go back to that Netflix example that you cited, it was very basic. The number of signals, the type of signals were basic. That's part of the secret sauce to achieving signal liquidity. But then each company has its own sets of features, functionalities, and events that are specific to its environment. The art and science of how to aggregate this information by user and customer account is nuanced. But simply being able to sort customers based on least to most active can be an easy win. So JP Wood has this question that he poses when speaking to to young SaaS companies. What are you doing with all that data piling up in the corner? 
So, so once a technology provider starts gathering telemetry, and as you just said, hey, you know, start, you know, basic, keep it simple, but they're going to start getting telemetry and, and, and more telemetry. What should they do with it? So TSIA, we have this framework for helping companies mature their capabilities related to consumption analytics. Companies typically migrate from product-focused analysis to customer outcome-focused analysis. The first phase is to leverage telemetry from the product to improve service efficiencies. In other words, use product telemetry to proactively keep the product up and running for the customer. Let me give you an example. In 2019, TSA did a case study with Schneider Electric, a global company that helps companies with their infrastructure. One of their manufacturing customers needed to expand their facility, which required more electrical load two to three times the initial electrical load. Now the original power station was created back in the 1960s. And if something went wrong on that infrastructure, well, time to dispatch the field service engineers and have them do their best Sherlock Holmes impression. What's the new solution? Well, they installed a two-story climate controlled system where every single component yields meaningful data and alarms by design. If something goes wrong now, it can be anticipated and seen remotely. Then companies, after they establish this new level of efficiency with servicing the product, tend to turn their focus to help customers with product adoption. This means analyzing customer usage patterns to identify friction points. For example, we have several TSA member companies that are getting quite good at this capability. I believe we have a future podcast dedicated to the concept of driving customer adoption. Finally, companies leverage telemetry to help their customers achieve specific business outcomes. In reality, this is the holy grail of consumption analytics. Utilize strong signal liquidity to accelerate business results on behalf of the customer. You, you and I will be discussing this concept of analytics-driven insights in the next podcast. So, so you put a lot on the table there. And, and first of all, I can't believe that anything that was built in, in around the 1960s is, uh, is still functioning. Because I mean, let's all let's all base the reality that you know you're old if you were you were around the 1960s. But I, I anyway, I want to take two steps back. We are asserting that companies need strong customer telemetry data, right, to unlock all these benefits. Um, but there are two objections I hear from audiences when I make that assertion. N- number one, getting this telemetry is not a priority for my product team. Uh, and two, my customers might not let me collect the data. So what, what would you say in response to those two objections? So let's start with the latter. And that is, again, my customers might not let me collect data. So not going back to the 1960s, but almost as far ago, 2013, at one of our conferences in Las Vegas, Andreas Weiging, a former chief data scientist from Amazon.com, gave a great keynote speak. He took this objection on directly. In his presentation, he emphasized that technology providers need to have a clear mantra with their customers. Give data to get data. He went on to say that all customers have this mindset in other parts of their lives and business. The supplier just needs to show them the plan 
I found the supplier's product and services will improve with this data that the customer is giving them, just as they do with other products in their lives. And they've seen how that data has helped their customer to business relationships get better and better and better. That custom playlist that they have on you know, their, their device, why is it so good? They get it. They give data to get back higher value service from the supplier. And look, this advice is not theoretical. Same conference, right? Way back in the ages of 2013, GE Healthcare delivered a case study at the same conference. They explained how they convinced security sensitive hospitals to provide telemetry by making the benefits very real. GE had performed analysis that showed nurses spend, on average, 21 minutes per shift searching for lost equipment. By allowing GE to collect telemetry data from products real time, GE could then provide a service that dramatically reduced that time. They were able to reorganize where machines were kept and the flow of the nurses in that environment. As soon as they showed that return on investment or established that value proposition of the data handshake, their customers got on board. Now, getting back to that first objection around product team priorities. Now, historically, it has been hard for service organizations to make the case for better telemetry. Their requests are often at the bottom of the queue, but now customers are demanding help with both adoption and outcomes. Again, we see that in the B2C world, they want it in the B2B world. This is forcing product teams to prioritize the capabilities required to deliver those insights. And that often means improving the signal liquidity of the product platform. Now, our colleague, Laura Fay, has a great framework on how the life cycle of Exodus Service products is different than traditional products for this very reason. Exodus Service products must collect the telemetry required to accelerate both adoption and value realization. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy, I mean, I think, you know, the game really is changing rapidly. I mean, seven, eight years ago, when you started doing research on consumption analytics, there were only a handful of members like AWS and GE Healthcare that were really into it. And now, right, we have NYU business professors are pointing out that this is the difference between the have and have nots in business. And enterprise technology companies are waking up. Couldn't agree more. And let's, let's give you some data. All right. So again, we started studying this about eight years ago, and then we collected our first survey around seven years ago. Now in that survey, we collect what people are collecting, what they're measuring, and then more importantly, what, what they're doing with it. Now on the first front, back in 2014, only 40% of our technology members were capturing product users data. Fast forward to 2019, it went from 40 to 87%. And what's important is that this trend isn't just for X as a service companies, not even just software companies. So in 2019, when we asked, okay, 87% of the companies are getting access to users data, we said, well, are you able to do this with just in the cloud software or are you getting this data from on-premise products? Over half were getting that data from on-premise products. Now, in terms of what they're measuring, one important item that we track is product usage by specific feature. Now, in 2016, of those that were getting product telemetry, only 18% were 
could see that granularity, right? Usage by feature. In 2019, it jumped from 18 the whole way to 40%. So if you can measure specific features that are being used, well, now you can start to identify sticky features. In other words, what are those features that once people learn how to use, their adoption, expansion, and renewal flows soon thereafter? Now, again, we also track how companies leverage this data. And regarding product usage, companies leverage this in order of, of priority for health scores, feedback to product roadmaps, and lead signals for both services and products. So if we go back to that objection that you raised earlier, hey, I'm services, I can't get product to get data. Listen to what I just said. They use that data for health scores, feedback to product roadmaps themselves, and lead signals right, for revenue growth. In the most recent survey, nearly 40% of companies, not only are they capturing this data, but they have formal data-driven triggers in place for sales and services to take action given certain usage events, trends, and thresholds. So overall, just a great maturation. Lastly, let me get down to the fundamental questions. All right, so you're thinking, all right, I got this data. I know that from this data, I can make sense of it. I can add value, but, but what's the key capability to go from just a pile of data to real actionable insight and ultimately ROI? So here are a few questions. How do companies know which features are sticky? How do they know which usage trends warrant success plays? How do they know if their success plays are working? In a word, it's validation. Right? This is the difference between signals and signal liquidity. So another way to phrase those questions is, are companies validating the impact of feature usage on subsequent adoption? If not, then that feature usage is just a bunch of useless signals. If they are validating, well, now we have the opportunity for signal liquidity and positive return on investment. So my last data point. On this front, this is where we've seen great maturation. 2014, only 37% of our companies that, that had the data were validating the impact of product usage on performance. 2019, we're up to 46%. So overall, this is the picture as I see it. Right? Most companies now are tracking product usage. There's no excuse whether you're on-prem in the cloud, it doesn't matter, you can get it. Second, a growing percentage are capturing more granular, actionable data and are experimenting with triggered interventions. Lastly, and most importantly, these companies are doing the required analysis to optimize these data engines. You know, Jeremy, as, as I was listening to you, um, you know, it's, it's really why I just love <laughs> what we do at TSIA, right? Because we can take this a concept like signal liquidity, which is out there, and we can put, you know, framing around it, better definition. And then because what we do for a living, we can put real data around where companies are, you know, on this, on this journey. So, I, I mean, I really appreciate you, you sharing those insights. Uh, because there's no doubt, man, the, the landscape is changing. So let me close this podcast with, with the big question for today. Strong signal liquidity is, is absolutely an attribute that enables and accelerates value realization for your customers. Now, you can listen to this podcast and you can itemize all the reasons it's impossible for your technology solutions to provide better telemetry. I'm sure there's a long list of reasons there, right? And excuses. 
But let me make this observation. AT&T revenues have been shrinking at about 5% annually for the past three years. Over the same time period, Netflix has been growing at roughly 25%. Who do you work for? AT&T or Netflix? With that, we wrap up the fourth episode of our 10-part series, The Have and Have Nots of the Technology Industry, brought to you by TSIA. The series will continue with our fifth episode when Jeremy and I speak again. And this time, the topic is going to be analytics-driven insights. Cheers. Cheers.